Remember how last week and things did not work out with our spontaneous planning? Well, this week it did. Welcome to From Someplace New, the long-term travel podcast where Karen Bernhardt and John Sumple discuss their hows and whys, lows and highs, and lessons learned while living abroad. Welcome to episode 30 of From Someplace New. I'm John Sumple. I'm Karen Bernhardt. And we are really excited about this week's episode. Well, we had an awesome weekend, basically. Yes, we Such did. a good, good weekend. And it's due to a little bit of planning, not a ton, just, but just enough. Yeah, just enough. Just enough. And it all involved renting a car and getting out of the city for the weekend. Yeah. And the only thing that we did planning wise was make sure we had the car secured on Friday. Right. So you went online. Went online. You did your, your homework with that. Set the that car up. Right down the street. Same place that we wanted to go to last time. At least they were open. They were open. Cars were available. It was an actual transaction. Yeah, before we get into the details of the whole thing, what was the best thing that happened to you this week? Oh, all the time I'm thrown off with that. I forget that we do that. And then I'm like, oh, whoops. Oh, I know. I went to the eye doctor. There you go. I had made an appointment and did some homework with that and found a place, a handful of places that were uh, highly regarded and good reviews. But this one kind of stood out to me. Plus, it was right around the corner. So got an eye exam. I got some fun new frames. Woo-hoo. Yeah, excited for those. Those will be uh, done in another week or two. But yeah, that was kind of a highlight. And you sent me pictures of your options before, since I couldn't go with you. Yeah, so distancing. there you go, guys. That's the COVID thing where you can't have your, normally somebody might be able to come with you and give you a second opinion and guide you. So yeah, the the miracles of uh, photography and digital sharing and, and whatnot. So you were able to it was uh, virtually there. weigh in. Yeah, you were able to weigh in and it worked out pretty great because the two that I, of the four, the two that I was most liking, you were as well. So. so it was perfect in every way. So there you go. That was a perfect highlight last week. And yours, John? Mine would be that it's, it's sports crazy right now. You have baseball, basketball, hockey, football, Tour de France, the U.S. Open this Ooh, past pick weekend. Pick a sport, any sport. Pick a sport, any sport. And everything was going on. And even though I didn't watch anything over the weekend, the Raiders won, the Seahawks won. The Marlins oh, swept a doubleheader yeah. and are looking like they're actually going to make the playoffs, knock on wood. And uh, yeah, just sports is in high gear. And even though I'm pretty much participating on apps, it still is fun. So it's a crazy time to know that all these sports are happening simultaneously in the postseason for all sports almost. Usually you mark your seasons, your times of the year based on what's going on with various sports. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all kind of a a hodgepodge right now. Well, that's cool. I know. I know how much you love your sports. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good stuff. Good. So let's get into it because there's just so much to share. Such a beautiful weekend. So we're going to walk you through this or drive you through this weekend. So really the theme of this is the UK driving experience. Let's let's just back it up to, you know, getting the car. So we had the car arranged to pick up a little after nine. 
We get there, go through the process. They didn't have the car in the size that we ordered. So we got a bigger car, which we kind of thought was a good thing. Well, you know, right, I think it was two you're classes up. And a lot of times you get pretty cramped in those cars. However, I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. But in retrospect, I would have preferred a smaller car because the roads are the narrowest roads I have ever driven on. And I would say they varied from two lanes that had plenty of room to single lanes where there's absolutely no way for two cars to pass. Absolutely no way. There's no room to pull over to let one car go. It would be a disaster unless there was a passing place. And what is a passing place? Passing place is basically a turnout. So every it it would vary on some of these streets every two, three hundred yards. There'd be a little turnout enough for one car to pull out to let somebody pass. So we were fortunate enough that that didn't happen uh, where we had to, you know, back up on the one road. And we drove for, I think it was like four and a half miles and didn't see a single car on this one road. But we'll get to more to that in a minute. But it was the very first time that I had driven on the left side of the road, sitting in what I deemed the passenger seat. Oh, so right off the bat, that this is a big, big deal. Yeah. The fact that you're, everything's opposite. I'm not going to say, I almost said backwards, which is not, that's not correct because it's, it's, not backwards for them. No. Everything's opposite than what we what are used to with American driving. And I would say that the, the, you know, people are like, oh, it's so awkward. It's so weird. It wasn't so much the driving experience that was a difficulty. Mm-hmm. The number one difficulty was that every single time I went back to the car, I went back to the passenger it door. It was funny. <laughs> I was getting used to it. And I would I would almost kind of hesitate to see if you would. And um, every time. Every time I went go to the passenger that other, door to get into the car. I'm like, what, what am I doing? What yeah. am I doing? Yeah. So that was probably. You, you have to just like shift your brain like yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And constantly have to be aware of, you know, stuff like that. So it was always getting to the wrong side of the car. And the other thing was that uh, that was hard to adjust to was that I was constantly looking to my right to look into the rearview mirror when it was on my left. So there was a little bit of that having to break that. But the driving part was not that hard. And you had mentioned that you specifically got an automatic thinking that it would be easier, not having to deal with the stick shift and all that. But after being out this weekend, you feel like you'd be comfortable going forward with. Uh, I would be willing to try a stick for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that so it's so if anybody's never driven on the left side of the road inside of the car, the pedals are all set up exactly the way they are in the U.S., Right. So technically, functionally, it's the same. same. You you don't have to worry about your feet doing anything different. If you're using a stick, though, it's going to be on your left instead of on your right. And the gear patterns are the same. It's just you're using the other hand. So, you know, getting used to that is not was not the driving part was not that hard. All you needed to remember was that, you know, whether you're driving on the left or the right of the road, that the driver is always at the center line. So as long as you constantly were aware of being at the center line of the road, then, then you were fine. I thought that was a good mental trick when you mm-hmm. mentioned that, 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 that would kind of click. When so that, doing that it. was relatively easy. There's no time that I ever pulled out and was on the wrong side of the road. The only time that I would do that was, was I would be on the 
right side of the road when I was turning out of like a parking lot or right. something. That's I was like, oops, I'm on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I and I be aware would, of that. Yeah. And I'm, I can be, you know, a backseat driver, a passenger driver, like the best of them and usually super annoying. But I think there were a handful of times that it probably was good. Yeah. That it was, I, yeah, that I you know, would throw some things out and mention some things that I was seeing. Or there was one time where, uh, well, this was more about the car, though, the sight line of the car when we were waiting at a right. crosswalk. Couldn't see people. Yeah. And you, you were about to go. And I was like, oops, hold on. Here comes the people and yeah. a dog and a child. And yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it from the driving part of it, it's it's a new experience for sure. But it wasn't a huge challenge. So you would say not all. as hard as you might have thought. Especially driving out in the country. It was really easy, except for those narrow roads. Narrow roads. Yeah. And I wouldn't have minded having a smaller car in some of the roads where there was enough room for passing because it seemed like I was going to clip side view mirrors with the cars that were passing me. And you were concerned sometimes because you thought I was going to run off the road. And I'm like, I'm like right on the center. Yeah, there was something as the passenger, something about the orientation. I kept feeling like that, like you were so close to the cars, parked cars. And like you said, like we were going to clip a side mirror. But I think it's just it's just the feeling. Just getting used to being in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And the, the one thing that I would say my biggest experience that kind of blew me away driving in the UK was how friendly Everyone is on the road. Driver, courteous. Mm. Everybody waves. If you pull out into one of the passing places to let somebody buy, they always will wave to you. Always the acknowledgement. Every, 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 whenever there is a passing. So there are certain times on roads that were very narrow that one time we had to like drive up into the. Into the weeds into the to let field. a car go by. But as, as we drive up into the weeds, the person's waving. So the biggest challenge, I think, would be that certain roads, these old, old country roads that were probably gravel paths at one point, you know, now paved and, and easy to drive on. The old uh, stone walls are practically on the road. They are butting right. up against the road. They're vertical. Some of them were as high as like five, six feet. And you're driving. There's no room. There's no gutter. There's nothing. There's stone no berm, wall. No berm. No, yeah. And then ditch. And is that what we call it? Yeah, it's a berm or ditch. And the, yeah. yeah. And then these, you know, narrow passageways, you have to be aware that you can't pull over if somebody's coming by. So, again, fortunate that we were in these remote areas that we really never encountered. There was another stretch that was 11 miles. And I think we only had four cars that we passed. And there was, a, there was enough room. There was shoulder and grass that we can pull over but it was basically two golf carts could not pass each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. on some of these roads that's right yeah there was only one time where when you're driving country roads you have a tendency to kind of cross the line in the u.s and you know you're only one time where i was coming i wouldn't even say around a corner where i was probably close to the middle and somebody kind of like stuck their hand up just kind of like hey share the road but no 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 negativity, no road rage. I think rage, someone no only honking. honked a horn once and it was a gentle honk. It well, wasn't a lay on the horn honk. Well, that was when you were standing in the road looking at a cat and someone was trying to turn. Oh, oh, that's right. No, I think there was a time we were in the car too. But yes, was that was, yes, that was, I was distracted looking up the hillside. Yes. And that was my bad. Right. Get out of the road. Watch the cat from the sidewalk. So while we did rent the car. 
that was a big, you know, big deal. We planned that. We had no plans for really what we were going to do. So we're getting to the car. I'm like, where do you want to go? Okay. I want to back up just a little bit with that. We did have a tiny bit of a plan and I'm like going to pat myself on the back with this for Sterling Castle. That had already been That's true. set up online. That is true. We so did we did have talk a plan about that. that, that that was going to be Sunday afternoon. Uh, and that whatever we did, we had to orient ourselves so that we would be, you know, getting to that on Sunday afternoon. But yes, other than that, no plans. Yeah. And we, we booked it late in the day so that we had plenty of time to get there thinking that we would wander. So, you know, I said, do you want to go coastal? Do you want to go mountains? Do you want to go West coast? And Karen's like, let's go, you know, let's go on the East coast. So I said, okay, let's go to up to St. Andrews. So here we go. A meandering drive. So what we did in our gosh, 36 hours with the car. We still have to, I still have to drop it off this morning because uh, <laughs> when they open up, yeah, as soon as they open up. Uh, but we went to St. Andrews, then we went to Perth, mm-hmm. then we went to Aberfeldy. Uh, we will talk a little talk bit more about, about Aberfeldy, that. my heart. Uh. And then from Aberfeldy, we drove around Loch Tay. Mm-hmm. Then we drove up to Pitlochry. Pitlochry, yes. Which was awesome. Uh, and then we drove back down to Sterling, went to the castle. Then after the castle, I said, castle. do you want to go and see some hundred foot high horses? And Karen's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. And okay. We'll do that. Whatever. It's just like I, she thought I might have been joking or something, but I knew about the Kelpies and we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit, too. So that was kind of rounded out the evening. Then we had dinner and came home, but we packed a lot in. In our two days traveling over the weekend. We definitely made up for what we thought we were going to do last weekend with our holiday weekend with the Monday Labor Day. We made up for it big time this weekend. So what were your first impressions of the countryside? Oh, my goodness. Can we count how many times I use the word charming Mm -hmm. or quaint? Charming or quaint all day long. So beautiful. I'm going to throw out a few other terms because those, those rounded out, uh, my, my so expression. Terms. Well, before we say it, before you say that, there, there are some things that we learned along the way. Okay. Some terms, you know, how last week we talked about some oh, yeah. Scottish sayings. There are some things that are again, different from what we're used to in the United States and some, some entertaining and some, we still scratch our heads. Like why so many words? Yeah. Why so <laughs> many know? words? You know, Especially so like, when it's on a sign, you can make your life easier. Place. We're seeing all, initially, I didn't know what the passing place was. I saw these signs, passing place, passing place, passing place, and then realized that's what it was with these little turnouts. And the first time I saw them, they were on wider roads. And then when we we're finally on the very narrow roads, completely made sense. I'm like, these are, they need to be more of these passing places. And they truly are a passing place that you need. Right. They're, mm-hmm. they're important, you know, on these little side roads. Okay. So we'll do, yeah, just a quick tangent. So travel related terms. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right off the bat, because we had to open it and put some things in it, boot for boot. the trunk of the car, the boot, which I'd heard before, but it was, you know, it was cute to, to hear her and use jokingly, it. The, the rental agent. Uh, the car that we had, it was a Skoda. So I've never Skoda. driven a Skoda before, but it had a huge trunk and a huge the, boot. A ho- yes, it had a huge, a ho- boot. A huge boot. Huge, huge boot. <laughs> uh, so the girl that we picked up the car from, she opens the, the, the trunk, the, the boot. boot lid, and she says, plenty of room back here. You could put a body in here. You're <laughs> like, well, like, as, well, it, well, turns as out, it turns that out, that will be super helpful. Thank you. <laughs> How many sheep can go in this boot? Was, yeah, we, and we passed a lot of sheep. So many sheep. 
which are amazing, though. I love the sheep dotting the hillsides everywhere. It's such a sight. Okay, but let's stay on track terms. Here's another one. So instead of detour, it is a diversion. diversion. Again, more formal sounds Very so formal. pleasant and proper, but we're going, yeah, you're going to have to use this diversion. Yeah. So there's a lot of formality that we, we see in this and probably because these have, terms have been used for centuries, if not millennial. I don't know who knows mm-hmm. how long it's mm-hmm. been, but so we had the, the passing place. So again, sounds very formal. So another thing related to passing, what was the other thing we saw with the signage? Oh, no overtaking. No overtaking. Right. So there'd be areas like no overtaking here. Don't overtake my car or my space if you don't mind. Right. No, none of that. So not a no passing zone. So we have passing places and we have no overtake. Right. And another formal term is that I'm going to give way. Give so way. So you can move out in front of me. I'm not going to yield. I'm going to give way. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll give way to the car oncoming traffic. And again, a lot of these things, it's not just language, it's the signage. That's yeah, what you're seeing on the signage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, in the other one that was quite humorous too is, and we didn't see this that much. It was more out in the country, but dual carriageway, which is like a two lane highway. Which dual I imagine harkens back to the days of horse-drawn carriages. I would I, it does. Truly Absolutely. dual carriageway. But we're still calling it that today, 2020. So fun little thing. And another thing that was interesting, too, when we were first driving. So we left Edinburgh. We get out, cross the bridge north of Edinburgh where um, St. Andrews is. And we decided to go along this coastal road. So it's a two-lane road. It is not a super narrow road. It's plenty of room. And every, every once in a while, I would see these arrows in my lane and I'm like, why is there an arrow showing oncoming traffic coming at me that am I in the right lane type of thing? And it took me a while to figure it out. You know, five or 10 minutes of seeing these constantly is that it was an indication that this is oncoming traffic may be passing. So when you're driving oncoming to that, the arrow is facing you. So you're thinking, does this mean that they could come at me in this lane? It's not so much about lane, it's passing. So it's a curved arrow. It's kind of like a curve showing that there might be traffic coming out into your lane as they pass. Very interesting. Never seen that before. That's definitely something new to experience in Scotland driving. And speed limits are usually painted on the road. So there's indicators on the side of the road and they have this kind of like three hash mark system. So when you Mm -hmm. first see the three hash marks, it's like, Three, two, one, leading to a slowdown area. So you're giving Not plenty three, two, of time. Not three, two, one, blast off. Three, no, two, three, one, two, slow one, down. slow down. Mm-hmm. And another thing they have uh, that is commonly referred to in uh, cycling is uh, road furniture or traffic furniture. Wait, what is this? There's these little islands that are in the road that have a little signage. And it's usually like a crosswalk or something like that. But they're everywhere. You see you, them wait, everywhere. What, what, I'm, I'm not even... Where what, you, what you're talking about with that? Yeah, a little cement thing with a little sign uh, in the middle of the road. In the middle of the road. Not yeah. not the roundabouts. No, not the tons of roundabouts. Yeah, we must have uh, went through too. about 500 roundabouts in our travels yeah, uh, over the weekend. Those are used plentifully. Some are really tiny mm-hmm. and have a little like bubble in the road. Painted shallow. White. I'll, I'll, I'll call them shallow roundabouts. Like yeah. I, I even said, I said, what what keeps people from following them? I feel like you could just drive right over them. And They're you, so and gentle. Can. You can't drive right <laughs> over it. Okay. It's just like a little bump painted white in the road. But and some of them, those bumps were as big as maybe 
five feet across. Other ones, you're driving around an entire island that seems like it's 200 yards. Uh, so there's some oval roundabouts, circular roundabouts. So, yeah, a whole different experience doing the roundabouts, especially the busier ones that are the bigger intersections. And that was the only time that somebody beeped was when I was approaching the roundabout and they have the right of way when you're in the roundabout. So, yeah, so that covers the actual driving and the experience, especially for you as the driver of uh, driving, running, having a car in the UK. Anything, anything else with that? What about for you you on the passenger side? How, how long did it take for you to get acclimated that you're in the driver's seat? Right. Oh, I know. Like I kept, feeling like I needed to to engage the pedals and use the steering wheel, the invisible steering wheel. Um, but not not as long as I thought. I would say probably after an hour or two into it, mm-hmm. you know, as we were out and about, I was like, okay, all right, this is how it is. Yeah, not bad. It, it, very comfortable uh, as far as the driving is concerned and looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, no, me too. So why don't we walk through or again, we'll, we'll drive forward. through, move forward. Well, all these driving that, terms. Oh, we no, that. wait, no, we're still whoa, parked. We're whoa, still parked. We haven't hit the gas yet. No, what? what? So the whole spontaneity part of it, though, is that we get to St. Andrews and kind of in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, Karen's going to want to explore here and we're going to want to be here for a while. But once we kind of walked around, we we're there for two and a half hours, I would say three hours. Uh, it was kind of like, well, yeah, since we have the car, let's make good use of it. Let's go and see more. Definitely was that feeling like, let's take advantage of the car. And I just knew that there's so much countryside to see, so many of these small towns. So it was absolutely nothing against St. Andrews. What an amazing, beautiful area. Mm-hmm. It just was, there's more to see. Um, do you want to talk at all about how interesting it was for you to return to St. Andrews after all these years? Yeah, 37 years ago, uh, Chris Fielder and I, a fraternity brother, we were on a May option trip to Scotland for a month. And we decided on one of our journeys, we were encouraged to go out and travel and do things versus attend the classes that we were supposed to be attending. This is from the teacher. You know, he was like, you know, you'll learn more. You'll you'll value your this trip more by going out and experiencing Scotland than you would sitting, you know, you know, in a, in an organized classroom. So that was awesome. And good for him. That's, yeah. That is awesome. And one of the things that Chris and I did is we went up to St. Andrews and we decided we were going to play the old course. And when we got there, we realized that it was going to be more expensive than our little budgets would allow. So we decided to play the new course, which is only a couple hundred years old. Uh, and we, uh, played that. And that was an amazing experience. But to return there again and, and see it, it's such hallowed ground. You, yeah, you were having moments. Now, yeah. see, I'm not a golfer. I appreciate golf, but I'm not. And, uh, and I appreciate this town. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And I, I, I sense the significance, but it just wasn't as, you know, I wasn't down on one knee the way you wanted to be <laughs> over the whole thing. But well, it, the highlight of that, though, is that, you know, we walk around, you see it. It's just kind of like a uh, type of moment for for anybody who's a fan of golf. It is the birthplace of golf. Right. It is one and of the oldest that. courses. Yes. It is it is home of the Royal and Ancient. And it is a significant experience for anybody who's a golfer to play. The old course is is a, an experience one will never forget. And it's a public golf course, which is why people. Yeah, are I didn't to realize play that. that. That's yeah. that's very cool. 
But the highlight was, is that they allowed us to cross the 18th fairway. Right. So that we, we saw had to people, wait. Yeah, we, we saw people were crossing it earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, I want to do that. And there was a, a, a guard there that would basically say when you could pass. And when he told us that we could pass and we were walking across, I'm like, I'm standing where legends mm-hmm. have walked. You know, it was like goosebumps and hair raising in the back of my neck as we were walking through. And I'm like, this is the vision that those players have as they're they're approaching the 18th Walking green. hand in hand across the green pathways. Yeah. So it was it was uh, the really, legends. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty, pretty awesome for Significant me. Significant town. So, we, OK, so not just golf. We had lunch there. Had lunch there. It was had great. A nice lunch. And then we walked a little bit along the water and saw the, the old, saw the castle. Yeah. The, what's left, very little that's left, but of the castle there. And then we went. And then the cathedral, the cathedral. same thing that is just the remaining, you know, walls, fragments, ruins, if you will, of that. So walked around that. And St. Andrews and that's the, the St. Andrews. St. Andrews. St. Andrews. Uh, they don't say the saint. St. Andrews. Andrews. So St. Andrews is very much a tourist town. It is a college town. Yes. Big yes, college Yes, lots town. of students. The oldest uh, university college in We walked by that campus. Mm-hmm. Beautiful campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, very touristy. So that that's part of it, too, is that I we didn't want to, so. you know, just kind of hang out in that in the touristy spot. Yeah, I was I was really wanting to do the the smaller towns, village kind of feel. So good news. We were able to experience lots of that. Yeah. On so when we when we picked up the car, the weekend. the person at Enterprise was asking, "So what are you what are you planning to do this weekend?" And mm-hmm. kind of threw out St. Andrews, maybe Perth. We go to get to be at Sterling on Sunday, and she's like, "Oh, Perth! I love Perth." Perth. You know, she goes, "That's one of my favorite kind yeah. of towns, type of thing." And I think one of the reasons why she loved it is because it's not touristy at all, and that's true. And by the time we got there late in the afternoon, it was it was a Saturday late in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Saturday. And it was dead. I don't know what was going on there. At one point, I even said, are there zombies? Did something happen in this in this town? Where is everyone? So it we drove strange. around. We drove around, yeah. you know, up and down the streets and around corners and I mean, cool dead pockets ends and, and things to see. But we weren't. I'm sorry. And it might just have been the timing. I, I no shade on Perth. It just for our first exposure to it, we were like, OK, I think we're good. So we're like, well, where do we go from here? So at this point, still no reservations for where we're going to stay. Okay, right. So what time is it now? It's probably. Oh, it's probably around. I think it was around four. Yeah. For sure. It was. Yeah. So we, so we did pull over. We were at a train station. Yeah. So we were at the station hotel in Perth. Yes. And uh, in the parking lot. And I'm like, well, this was one of the places that I did look up. And you're like, yeah, this, yeah. Train station, hotel. It It was old. It looked like an old hotel. building for sure. Uh, she was like, well, yeah, maybe we should look at something else. So I started looking around and found the Mones Resort in Aberfeldy. Oh, Aberfeldy. And we didn't know anything about Aberfeldy. It looked like a quaint little villagey place, you know, in the foothill of the mountains. And wow, when we got there, it was it, by the time we got there, it was dark. And the restaurant at the hotel was booked for the evening, so we couldn't eat there. We asked it for some options and we went into town and we drove around the corner down the hill. Just a quaint, beautiful little town at night. Right. So what we could tell at night right away was that it was charming. There it is. Mm -hmm. Charming, quaint town. But uh, we would 
find out that it was so much more than that the next morning in the yeah, daylight. The next but morning, yes. we had it get there early. She she gave us options the night before. Well, you can, we have availability at 10 to 8 or 11. Yes. And I was like, well, 11 okay. way too late. So yeah. 10 to Again, 8 it is. Maximize our time. And who am I where I was like, yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. 7.50, we'll come you. down for breakfast. I think you even looked at me kind of like, really? Uh, I said, I are you sure? That are you okay? Thing, but okay. Yeah, I'm good. Apparently, as in our travels and I, as I get older, I become that person where I want to get going. So get we get down there going. at 745 and there's nobody in the entire restaurant. We're the Perfect. only ones there. <laughs> so we're like, okay, I guess it, I guess it's going to be booked later. I guess we're going to kick this off. And then a the, the half hour later when we were leaving, there was maybe two other tables, three other tables that, that people in there. So it was a fairly decent sized restaurant. So we're just kind of like, OK, we're good. We're on the road. We yeah. On the road. By, Which felt you know, awesome because it was already. Yeah, it was it was so early and we just had the whole day ahead of us with this rental car day of exploring, which I love that feeling. So and, and, and it was just like, well, let's drive through town so that we can see it during yeah. the daylight. Oh, my gosh. Super quaint. Super cute. Super cute. Aberfeldy. No, I, I want to retire there. <laughs> I, I'm already I have it in my head. I thought it was Italy, but I don't know. I Maybe might want to retire in Aberfeldy, Scotland. And get a Land Rover. Oh, a little a Land Rover or a um, or a Mini. Either right. one. <laughs> and a dog. We're definitely getting a have dog get or a two. Dog. The dogs are so loved and well cared for. Oh, my goodness. Just the, the most charming dog. There it is. But wonderful dogs everywhere. So we just drove around a little bit and we discovered this amazing little quaint village. We we went over the Tay Bridge. The which Tay is, Bridge. It was built stone bridge. It was stone, a military stone. built bridge. Very cool. Mm -hmm. The river, the Tay River was a flowing. It was a flowing. It, it was, was rushing. Yeah. And well, it was high. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was. The, water, the, the level of the river was high. So so much so that a footpath, yeah, footpath down below was partially covered. So, yeah, we walked around probably half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, we, we just walked around. So There's a little golf course there, too, that uh, photos and taking video some photos and videos and just people out and about. Everybody, you know, walking their dogs the and dog biking or, or running. Yeah, it just was really. If I can't live in Aberfeldy, you know, as is, I want to be a dog. That's owned by somebody who lives in Aberfeldy because. Another life. Yeah. So then we were like, well, where do we go from here? I'm like, well, let's go up to Pitlockery. It's it's close by, not too, too far away. And we wound up, you know, taking a couple of different diversions. And this is when we experienced the very narrow road. First, we went to the, the Loch, Loch, Loch Tay, Loch which is Tay? a very windy day, especially along that loch. And lock is the word for lake. Yes. Another term thrown at you. Yeah. So, you know, Loch Lomond, Loch Ness, people you know what? familiar with. You mentioned the wind. So that's something how we would experience such changing weather. Sometimes it felt like minute to minute. Oh, five minutes to five minutes. When yes. We went to the West Sands, the blowing sand. Intense winds. Intense winds. So there were a bunch of times where either driving or getting out of our car to look at things, very, very high winds. But then also the it's misty, it's tr it's actual rain. Now there's sun breaks. Now there's a rainbow. Now it's raining again. So I, and I just said that, but yes, yeah, saw a couple of rainbows, which was gorgeous. Um, and scared um, the hell out of I me know, twice. I know you almost drove off the road. We know. Said, oh my that, god! I know. Like I, I thought that. I was doing something wrong. As a passenger, yeah. uh, my bad. Yeah, don't ever do that when you're in a car. 
far. But I'm sorry. I get super excited when I see a rainbow. And the second one that I saw was incredible, but we weren't able to pull You're over. You're like, pull over, pull to over. Get I'm like, a photo narrow of it. roads, no place to pull oh, over. Sorry, so I can't. Incredible. But um, also with the, the, weather, the weather comment, that so much of what we were experiencing in rural central Scotland reminded me of the Pacific Northwest, Mm -hmm. just the green, 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 every shade of green, dense green saturation, right? The moss, the mossy, like picture that those stone, Mm -hmm. those old stone walls, moss covered, fern covered, but just green and the skies. I don't know what is going on, but the skies have been gorgeous. I'm just, I'm just, it was so stimulating, visually so, so stimulating what we saw this weekend. So when I was using the uh, the Navigator app to guide us to our next location, it would give you the fastest route and give you like two or three alternatives. And I would always take the longest alternative that seemed the most remote so that we could experience it, something that was different. And that's when it led us down that one road. That was super narrow and it was kind of like, is it, my first impression was, is, is this a, is this a road? Or is this, is this a sheep a, trail? Yeah. So and again, we drove four and a half, five miles, didn't see a single car the entire time, you know, on that road, which was a good thing because they're, they're, the, the passing places were far and few between on that road. You know, the drive uh, to Pitluckery was just beautiful, oh, beautiful, gorgeous mountains. So you go from like dense uh, evergreens to open, you know, balds of a uh, mountain, I guess you call them Monroe's or hillsides mm-hmm. that were gorgeous. Right. The hills and valleys, the fields, there'd be thickets of trees and Tons of forests. Sheep. So many sheep that the sheep are they're adorable. And at one point the sheep were standing in this one, mm-hmm. we had a showdown. Yeah. Like, he was, wee, uh, wee, wee, yeah, he was the guard wah, wah. sheep. He was like, none shall pass. Yeah, he was just standing in the middle of the road mm-hmm. and I kind of like pulled, you know, up to him and kind of stopped, took a photo. And as I got closer to him, a couple of times we, as we passed sheep, they were super skittish and would run away because yeah, they're like right up against that. the side of the road that, in their pens. Yeah. I didn't, I don't, I don't think of sheep being that way, but this they guy were. Just, he was like, I'm not moving. Yeah. He's like, this must be. And, and I was a little bit concerned too, because some of them were rams and had horns. I'm <laughs> oh, like, is anything going to like rush the car right. if we stop? Just kind of like headbutt the door. We're assuming they're so docile, but I don't know. No, this one was Maybe just going to stand it. And as we got closer to him, I beeped the horn. He didn't even flinch. None of the sheep in the field on either side of the car flinched with the beeping of the horn. Other times when we've driven by, they would get up and right. run. They would scurry. These guys were like, like, no, man, this is yeah. our, this is our turf. So we had some, some true a sheep, sheep stand down. Yeah. Sheep stand down, but everything worked out. He did eventually. He did eventually slowly, slowly. He's like, I guess I'll give, you, looked give over, you space. Gave yeah. us a little bit of the whale eye look. Mm-hmm. And then and like, I don't want to do this, but all right. So then we get up to Pitluckery and Pitluckery is a, definitely a tourist town. Mm-hmm. Uh, small, very small village. You know, we walked the main drag in 10 minutes up and back. Well, 20 minutes up and back, but the, uh, it was super, super, super cute, super cute. Was it so quaint and charming? It was. It yes, was quaint it and charming. Was quaint and charming. You know, it was funny too, because when we've seen some of these places, we're like, gosh, this feels just like, you know, Disney, Epcot, you know, you're going to the different lands. But it's real. But it's real. It's real. It's not a so simulation. Our exposure to it, you know, prior to Which being here. Which is kind here, of sad. That, yeah, That's it's weird, sad. but yeah. But it's like, no, 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 this is real life. We're mm-hmm. living it. It's, it's, it's pretty it's amazing. amazing and this historic and this special. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're now we're you know we're we heading did, to Sterling. We had a cup of coffee. Oh wait, and hold a on. A Take a coffee break with us. Scones. scones, also yes, scones. the scones. We are eating Many varieties of scones. Quite too. a lot of scones. Delicious scones, and then kind of the chalky, you know, crumbly scones. Yeah, I would say the most amazing scone was that little farm shop we stopped at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very cool. Oh, the most delightful artisanal foods. Mm-hmm. And uh, we picked up some snacks and some fresh scones and they were gorgeous. Yeah. So scones good. are an, ex- the it's a thing. It's, it's definitely a thing. A thing. Mm-hmm. And they're really good. They're not like the crumbly. And we're happy to oblige. That you usually get uh, in the States. There have been some really, yeah. really good ones too. Mm-hmm. And butter and jam. You have to have butter and jam on your well, scones. Yeah. Mandatory. Don't be a, you know, heathen. Like when I picked those up at that place in Pit Lockery, the guy, I, I started to pick up the plate and walk away and he's like, butter and jam? What are you doing? Like, Don't you dare eat right. my scone without butter and jam. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. So he's like, what are you, a tourist? What are you from the United States? What is wrong with you? Made made amends. We, we had the jam and the uh, butter and all was well. Get down to Sterling. Uh, as we kind of round a corner on the highway and you come down into kind of like Sterling is in the valley and you see the castle off in the distance up on this precipice. And it's just like, whoa, it is in the middle of this kind of like countryside versus Edinburgh, which is the castle in Edinburgh is is nestled in the city. Mm -hmm. This one is more uh, rural. Yeah, definitely. And and much more open space, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, just gorgeous. So, you know, get up to the castle. Again, the castle experience was a little bit. Okay, so COVID. Let's talk COVID about closures, that again. Certain things you couldn't it's, go into. Several different things you couldn't go into. And we made the comment to each other. Always, 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 please. We, let's be very clear. We were so grateful for everything we're able to do during these COVID times. So as we talk about things that are different or unusual, it's with an arc of tremendous gratitude that we're able to do any of this and experience any of this during these times. But um, yeah, just to be fair, it's a little disappointing because here you are visiting a, a major historic castle and it was just sign after sign after sign throughout the grounds that this is closed, temporary closed, no access. So, Yeah. Well, one of the things talking to one of the limited. tour guides there, uh, they're not doing tours, but they can answer mm-hmm. questions for yeah, you. Yeah, so we, very available. Yeah, And so we chatted with him and he said that today they're having people from the government visit the site to see if they can open up to their more normal operations uh, by the 19th of September. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you should come back. And I, and I said, yeah, we might consider that. And he said, do you have a annual membership? I said, no. And he said, well, you might want to do that if you're going to be here to experience different castles throughout the region. He goes, and there's a lot of them. And we there found out just it's like few. 90 pounds for an annual membership for two people. And it gives us access to over 200 different yeah, heritage so places like within the pass. country. And yeah, it also gives you discounts in England and Wales on, on their system. It makes sense. We, yeah. we will definitely be looking into that yeah. today, tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And set that up. So, but the castle was amazing. The the great hall in the castle is the largest of any of the Scottish castle great halls. Uh, spectacularly restored, 
Uh, just and, and one of the questions I ask is how much of the castle original. is original? Yeah, we're and always said, curious about that with these historic and sites. He said about seventy five percent. He says we can't be one hundred percent sure. Which, which is pretty is, impressive. Which is yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. I'm surprised and the north by that. gate is the oldest uh, part of the castle and mm-hmm. it's still 100% intact and yeah. looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And so it dates back to the uh, 1500s, late, late 1400s, early 1500s when it was built. So castle experience was a windswept experience for sure, too. The wind was Augustine. There are a couple of times when we were standing there taking photos, I thought my camera was going to get blown, blown out right out of my hands. <laughs> it was really it, windy. It was so intense. And, and they had so troopers. Of, yeah. We pushed through. And it was a windy day and, and there was no flags. They had all the flags were down. There's one tree. I, at one point, I thought the, the guides were going to come over and say, yeah, please don't stand under this tree just in case a branch comes flying down. It was yeah, so, so windy. But it created this like amazing sound of the wind blowing through that one huge tree in that one courtyard. It was it was pretty spectacular. Yeah, very auditory, right? Yeah. So uh, so I say we spent, what, two hours, hour and a half, two hours there? At yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, two hours. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was. We took advantage of, uh, like I said, there were so many different pockets and, and aspects of it that you couldn't visit. So we just maximized everything that we could. Right. And just, you know, the orientation and enjoying, of course, panoramic views, as you might imagine, up on that precipice or hillside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was that was really great. The, the coordination of that was perfect as far as, you know, Getting there in the car and yeah. parking and, you know, the the online tickets, which we talked about. Everyone's doing that. You have to make your reservations in advance. And yeah, and highly recommend if you ever do this to book the advanced parking because mm-hmm. it is takes you all the way up to like, the gate of the, so the opening of the castle. So you drive all the You're way up right to the very there. top. Yeah. So there's a prepaid option for uh, parking that gets you right there. Yeah, that worked out great. Yeah, it was really cool. Okay, so now we're leaving the castle. It's we're late the afternoon. Castle. I said, hey, do you want to go and see a hundred foot tall horse? And you're like, yeah, whatever. whatever. I, well, my whole thing was I just wanted to keep doing more. I was start, right. starting to get that feeling like I don't want to go home, home. like, you know, Sunday right. night. I don't want to go back. I don't. It was just so magical. It was it was just such a great weekend. And I was enjoying the scenery and being out out in the countryside and the clean air and just the sights. It was so wonderful. But yeah, so I was like. Let's not go back yet. So you're, so, hold on, I have an idea. Yeah. So Paul Kirk is on the way back to Edinburgh. So we said, I said, let's go and see the Kelpies, which Karen had no, I didn't mention the Kelpies yeah, specifically to her. So she had these. no idea. So as we're driving down the highway and uh, all of a sudden you can see off to the left, these huge steel sculptured uh, horses. And Karen's like, what is that? Yeah. No, like, well, horse heads. Horse heads. Yeah. You heard that right, folks. Gigantic horse horse heads. Yes. Yes. That are referred to as the Kelpies. Mm -hmm. And it's the installation is not that old, I don't think. It it seems relatively new. The whole park that it's in is just a really beautiful park. Huge park. Yeah. So uh, going back to that even. Yeah. Drove around and got there. It was after the uh, after hours. So the park itself, the parking lot that you drive really close to it was closed. But People were parking in, in parking lots in other areas of the park, which we did. And then we saw that they were walking in. So we walked in. And you were excited about the timing because now it's getting uh, late Sunset. and the sun is setting. Yeah, and you were time. like, oh, we got to get there because, the you know, the sun casting on these sculptures will be amazing. Yeah. And it was. So it, it was the timing worked out great. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. 
then we went into Falkirk, grabbed some go. dinner and headed back home. Yeah. Yeah. And as we speak, the car is parked in a, a garage. Right. And I have to go and bring apartment. it back and it's it's due back in the next 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. It's a so perfect timing. There you go. Close it out. The yeah. end of an amazing weekend. So how many more how many more times do you envision us running a car and doing something like this well, while we're I here? Think part of it was, you know, getting out of the city. I've been out of the city. I've I've did a lot of traveling throughout Scotland in the month that I was here. And I felt like you needed to see beyond this to Agreed. see how, you know, very rural, a lot of farmland, lushness, the mountains, the hills, the it just, yeah, seaside yeah. towns are amazing. And something about us as travelers, we have such an equal appreciation of the urban energy and the big cities. And we've stayed at big capital cities as well as countryside. Both of us, well, I grew up in farmland country you grew up a little more suburban we are very balanced that way how we get something out of both of those environments so everywhere we stay if we're there for a month or more i want that combination so thus the renting a car and yeah i'm already super excited about the next uh the next weekend with a car because i could not be more smitten by scotland right now after seeing everything that we did how idyllic pastoral beautiful it is just beautiful definitely more to come yeah so there you go so if you liked what you heard in this episode please subscribe leave a comment share with family and friends we enjoy sharing our travel adventures with you and hopefully inspiring you to do some exploring on your own and finding someplace new for you so yeah that that's that's it we're we're good to go good to go i gotta go bring the car back gotta do it (laughs) 